0: Welcome back. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. Coming at you with a nice uh, Super Bowl hangover edition. Tuesday. Tuesday. Still hungover. Still hungover. Yes. You did good, Nick. You did good. Good not great. <laughs>
1: good not great.
0: How are you feeling, Connor? Are you sober or I guess not hung over today? I'm feeling good. You're good today? Oh yeah, I'm ready. I got limits. You're good today. Yeah. Yeah, I was even good like halfway through yesterday. I was halfway through yesterday? Yeah. What's I that was... like? I hung out with uh the, the in laws, my 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 wife's parents. So we kept things pretty calm. Okay. You know, I had some whiskey throughout the game, but it was more of a calm. We didn't even play any drinking games. We had some betting games. Things got a little rowdy in some of the uh, pass the cup around games. It was oh, okay. like 60, 70 bucks by the end of Whoa. it. People win and yeah. I did not expect mom and dad to be showing up. Although <laughs> it, was, it was it was my my wife's dad that won all the money, so.
1: I played squares for the first time ever for the Super Bowl. Never again. It's dumb. It's done. Okay. I hate it.
0: Okay, but I heard a new level of it where you have four different numbers. So each quarter it's a different set of numbers that your okay. squares are on.
1: Sure. I don't know. Apparently I had good numbers. I had like two zero, like three
0: and one and you had three zero. Uh, whatever. And zero zero. Oh yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, those are good ones. And Yeah, he had it. none he had, of those hit? He had the wrong 30. Okay, yeah. I was going to say cuz yeah. I think that was hitting. The
1: guy who like was running squares, his name's Cody, and I just kept texting him every quarter. I'm like, "Am I up? Am I up?" and he continuously told me it was backwards. And I'm like, "I don't get it. What does this mean?" What
0: what? So, anyways, I hate him. I hate squares. That was, and that was Nick's condition at Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. There he yeah. was. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was a good game though. I mean, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I think more so than than many. I mean, it was it yeah. was great all the way up to you know, the game winning drive in under two minutes. So, uh, you know, obviously, it was uh, good for me in the Red Rock, you know, draft uh, pool thing that ended up big. taking the whole thing down. You guys don't even care anymore. <laughs> God, a lot of support. Fine, whatever. Nice. <laughs> But before we get too deep into the Super Bowl uh, reactions and, and what you guys thought of the game, we need to start out uh, as we're going to do each and every show with This Week in Sports History.
1: We're still working on a sound, sound bite next week.
0: Yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick had some prior engagements. engagements. Yes. It's okay. So, Connor, do you want to start out here? You got one for This Week in Sports History? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in 1972... Wilt Chamberlain of the Los Angeles Lakers becomes the first player in NBA history to reach the career 30,000 point mark Wow! during a 110-109 loss to the Phoenix Suns. Also, the first uh, Winter Olympics concluded um, and Cy Young was uh, traded at age 41. So there you go. Still
1: have trade value at 41. <laughs> wow. Impressive. Yeah, it,
0: it was He's like the Tom Brady of yeah. the era, man. No, it's, it, yeah, for sure. It seems to be a, a, a pretty boring week in sports history, but hey, maybe our Twitter universe out there can get at us at Red Rock Sports One. If you have something that I missed, but I understand that you have something. Too. Yeah, I got a little curveball. I just was typing it in and I didn't get to sports history yet. So this uh, week is actually today, which is uh, February 15th, uh, 1798. The first fist fight occurs in U.S. Congress. Oh, well, so that was in, it was the last fist fight. No, I assure <laughs> you it has not been the last fist fight, but it surprised me. 1798. That's like a good, you know, 15 years into Congress. And, you know, I thought I would have you know, thought before then that you had some fist fights. I mean, I think there was I think before then it was gunfights. The, duel, the, <laughs> duel, the yeah. duels. Yeah. So the duels. So fist Seriously. fights kind of bar, okay. been barbaric from the start is what. You're yeah. Talking yeah. About? Okay. Okay. I, I do have one more for you. I've okay. Mi- I okay. missed one. So in 1929, on the t- 20th of Febu- February, the Boston Red Sox announced that they will now play Sunday MLB games at Braves Field because Fenway Park was located too close to a church. Huh. So on Sundays, they were no longer going to play games. <laughs> in, uh, I like that. At Fenway. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Very holy. Nice little trivia for yeah. you. Somehow that's like not even politically correct anymore to do <laughs> I that, know. right? Well, Chick Fil A does it, and everyone hates them for it. <laughs> exactly, so. that's what I mean. <laughs> I don't hate them for it. <laughs> it. I feel like you always want Chick Fil A, and it's a Sunday. It just happens. It's just all the, time. the way it works. You guys yeah. remember when liquor wasn't sold on Sundays? Yes, and was, also uh, you couldn't. It's illegal to sell a car on Sunday, and they never changed that. I, I really don't know why. I it's wonder, still
1: illegal to sell a car on Sundays. Yeah, you can't do it. Whoa. Like
0: even <laughs> if I'm selling my car privately, I can't do it on Sundays. No, I do not think that so. might be a loophole. Oh, Jared. yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I don't.
1: You I cannot don't buy a car. On Sundays, no one huh? tells me what I can and can't sell a car. Interesting.
0: Oh. Wow. That's a fact. Well, there you go. So that's that's this week in sports history. See, you, you. you downplayed it, but there's there's some good stuff. Some yeah, different. Yeah, Connor's such a hater on this week. <laughs> <Hey>. Everyone's kind of <laughs> just in a bad mood. Even if your team won, like even if you're rooting for the Rams, you come off the Super Bowl and everyone's just feeling let down right now. Well, you have to work afterwards, and like I haven't eaten for three days because I ate too much, entirely too much food on Sunday. I, I mean, I, ser- yeah. I seriously have eaten like one small snack a day since then. <laughs> best uh, thing you- I ate like I ate like fifteen. <laughs> I think that's food. typically how doctors recommend to like maintain a healthy diet, right? Just gorge out for a day and, <laughs> and then like barely eat for three or four days after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the official uh, doctor advice on Twitter. That's so. and that's from Doctor Connor, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing you guys had on Sunday? For me to food, eat? yeah, food wise. Um, I mean, we we did the nacho bar, so oh, wow. can never go wrong with the nacho bar. Wow. Uh, and then you know burgers and brats. So I mean, it's about as American as it gets. Yeah,
1: I had Philly cheesesteaks. I don't particularly care for Philly cheesesteaks. I think they're messy, but yeah, every year for the Super Bowl, big fat Philly cheese. It's tasty.
0: It's sounds Philly good. Yeah, uh, I I don't know what the best was. I had so many good things. I, I I'll go. Uh, you know what? I'll go uh Bavarian pretzel bites with uh beer cheese dip. Yeah, I probably had like five plates of just that. <laughs> Full plates? Yeah. Whoa. No, and then I had like I had like, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like thirty to forty boneless wings. Thirty
1: to forty oh, boneless yeah. wings.
0: I'm telling you, man, I'm was not okay. Well, you at look all great on Monday. Thank you, you look great. And, uh, and then I had like. uh you know, probably like eight, nine inches of sub sandwiches. Uh, another eight inches or so Jesus of uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Uh, a couple cookies. Connor, uh, how man. expensive was? I'm the... kind of disgusted <laughs> <laughs> as you say that. I'm a little. <laughs> sick. It was an all you can eat food bar. Oh, you know? that's the that's where Connor hits it up right, man. You go with the all you can. eat Oh man, I just I, I tell you this before. I it's really awful but i have some there's something in my brain that does not click that tells me i'm full like uh, often and so i have to like force myself to say hey i'm not going to eat anymore you know because otherwise i mean i ate a whole thanksgiving turkey once by myself what i was in seventh grade i don't I, believe you oh yeah call my mom <laughs> you ate an entire we'll, turkey kelly Holes what was it a, was it a challenge no so uh she made was this it turkey. A challenge i was in seventh grade she made and it. dark meat white and dark meat uh yeah most of the dark meat all the white meat whoa most of the dark meat and Uh, So she made this turkey, she cut it all up, and then she doesn't eat meat, and so she wasn't going to eat. We call those vegetarians, just FYI. Yeah, well, she's kind of a pescatarian, something like that. Uh, I don't really know. But uh, so she doesn't eat the turkey. My brother was sick. She made it for my family of four. My brother was sick, and so he just was like, I'm not going to eat. And my dad ended up staying home or staying at work until really late. So my mom just goes, all right, Connor. Here, take whatever you want and just wrap up the rest and 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 so I proceeded to eat like all of that plus like a couple pop tarts and a bowl of cereal and I could not go to school the next day. I was miserably so, sick. So
1: you wait a sec. You ate an entire Thanksgiving turkey and, and still put, managed in your tummy to put some uh-huh. pop tarts in there. Yeah, I
0: had a fruit by the foot and what? some cereal. Yep. And your parents didn't think at this point that maybe we should get you checked. out. <laughs> I know. Something, something like more a dog serious. that eats onions. <laughs> they did, Stop. but like. No, you know, like there's really no, like, no one was. So you're not big on leftovers, is what you're telling (laughs) me. I just (laughs) eat them all, you know. (laughs) So no, it's really bad. I so I yeah, it's very no joke. I probably ate like between ten to fifteen plates of food on the Super Bowl, and then I I was not okay yesterday. So that's why I have not eaten for like two days straight. I'm honestly disgusted. <laughs> I, know, right I know, I know, I know. I'm disgusted just telling. Not for story. not for the
1: Super Bowl, but for the turkey story. In seventh grade, you were how uh-huh. how old is a person in seventh grade? Yeah, I, I almost missed fourteen school. Yeah, thirteen. I think I almost had to miss two days of school because Thir- yeah, like like of, of
0: it. It was bad. Okay. I believe you. It was really bad. I think he was just trying to get out of school. (laughs) Yeah. It really comes down to. Man, I don't know. I I liked school. So Okay. So aside from the. Uh, Sorry. Got us off rail there. Yeah. Beside from what we ate during the game, I think the most important aspect was the halftime show, right? Yeah. And that's what matters the most. Do you guys, did you watch it? Do you remember it? Did What did you think of it? it? I liked it a lot. I thought it was a great halftime show. Best halftime show ever, right? It was good. Right up there. They nailed it, and they hit all of the, the classic songs, and then it resonated with me, and I'm like, wait, I'm the target audience now. It's like, it's our generation. This is the music we grew up in, so I'm like, I'm actually excited, looking forward to some Super Bowl I, music I literally up. lost it a little bit when uh, 50 Cent came in, surprise, upside down, hanging like a bat. Yeah. That was and, cool. And 50's uh, getting a little, huh? little, little <laughs> heavy. But, you know, I had... He's eating I, a turkey. I, remember I was just was about to... I was waiting for her to say that. There was a movie that he was in... Years ago that like, I I don't know, he played like a crack crack addict or something like that and got real skinny. So I'm thinking this may just be him coming back off of that and... He's method acting, but for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think he was trying to, you know... Conservation of mass. (laughs) Yeah. Conservation of energy. (laughs) Yeah, I get you. But I didn't know 50 Cent was still in the game. (laughs) Did you guys catch uh, Anderson Pack playing the drums? Playing the drums? Yeah. Yeah. Did not. Yeah, you know that is, right? No. Oh man, we're gonna have to show you some. some I Anderson. probably do, but I don't know. Uh, he's a he's another guy that was. He was either Snoop or Dre. Do you know Nick that that found him? That kind of who's a protege. Uh, I, I don't know who found I, him, but he's it might good. Have been Snoop. I enjoy his music. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a drummer, uh, singer, rapper. He's, he's pretty talented. It was cool, but uh, I thought that was great. The one thing missing, okay? There's two things missing that would have made this halftime show just the just like out of the park, right? One, I wanted to see like some sort of. Uh, like how, like I don't know like a, like a collab like where they all get together and they they do a cover of something right and they all take turns doing like some cover yeah of I'll a real give you thing, that because song. it did feel like it was a little bit just like scripted and just like yeah it was just uh, like this guy and this guy now this guy it. yeah and I mean Dre and Snoop together was pretty freaking sure. awesome but it would have been nice to see at the very end right just at the end it seemed really short to me yeah I don't I know if so, like, it's always how it is but it just it seemed really short and I felt like they could have all came together at the end and done just like this epic. You know, collab together on something, and then the number two, Tupac hologram, dude. Where was my Tupac hologram? Oh God! Okay, I'm just saying that would have made it. That would have made it. It was already next level. That would have made it like extra terrestrial. I don't, I don't know if I agree <laughs> with that one because now I feel like we're just we're trying a little too hard to get in on the the, the digital creative side you know you saw I that like three the, the, years this, ago was yeah. this was just raw this was just them out there so at 50 years old now throwing down their rats still and it's awesome to hear it and honestly they all look pretty good even i mean 50 cent throwing on a few pounds aside but who of us hasn't in the last few years let alone by the time we're 50 i mean these guys are sounding yeah, looking pretty good it was great and then my other minor gripe was i i uh yeah, I'm not the. I'm a huge Eminem fan. I like Eminem a lot, and that's not necessarily my favorite song. I would I would have chosen a different choice. Yeah, I kind of thought he got a little uh, short-sighted with his. Uh, yeah, with his. Yeah, I think he could have done something a little cooler, but you know, it was great. I'm I'm, I'm uh, picking at hairs hair, right? I'm, I'm nitpicking a little bit.
1: Is yeah, word nitpicking. The one uh, I actually <laughs> enjoy the weekend. I thought last year's was pretty good too. Honestly.
0: Yeah, people rip that one a lot, but I actually I what I liked about The Weeknd is he just went out and did his show. He didn't have 19 celebrity, you know, appearances and all these different like throwbacks to other things. He just came out and did his show. I thought it was good you, last You know what I really liked about The Weeknd's show was I go into the Super Bowl being like I've never heard of this guy in my too. entire life and then I start listening. I'm like, "Oh, I've heard that song. Oh yeah, yeah I know yeah. that song." Yeah. yeah that was, that was and now I'm addicted part. to it. So. Yeah, it's good. And I've actually listened to a couple Weeknd songs here and there since then. Yeah. And now I can recognize his voice. So there you go. Yeah. I now know him. <laughs> so do you Number guys, one uh, fan. <laughs> Number one fan. Yeah. Do you guys win any money on the game? Or yes. on any props Indeed. Around?
1: So Connor and I were both cheering for the Odell Beckham first study. And him and I were actively chatting via text. And just texting him, hey, I know he's open. He's going to be open. He's going to be open. And completely lost control. That one. And then uh, field goal. I had a couple, actually. I hit over... A half field goal first quarter and then I had Rams up by I think it was half point. So other than that, I actually didn't lose anything. Well, no, I did. Odell Beckham got hurt. I had him with the over yards, but so I won some uh
0: some good ones. I won I won I won quite a bit at the Super Bowl. I mean for me, you know what I mean? I'm not like throwing down massive coin, but I won about a thousand bucks. you know, I picked the Rams this guy just throws this sort of like yeah I'm not throwing much down just like a thousand I know it's five I so, yeah. but so I hit some really big ones <laughs> that I didn't bet much on that were really long odds so I hit um, I hit will Eminem come out with a hoodie up? Uh, what? Look, it said what will he be wearing? Right? It was like what will M M&M be wearing? And one of the options was he'll be wearing a hood. I won a hood bunch up. of money one year on uh, J Justin Timberlake's shoe color. Oh wow! Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, they're they're good bets. And, and so I got that one because I figured he was going to come out with a hood, and he did with the hood up. And so that was like plus three hundred or something like that. Uh, and then I hit a uh, fifty dollars, as Nick said, the Odell Beckham Jr. first touchdown of the game, which was uh, fifty dollars, and I won two hundred. Uh, no, you no twenty dollars to two hundred. Yeah. Sorry, I put twenty dollars on it to win two hundred, and then the other like kind of long odds one. Um, well, there was just a couple parlays. I parlayed like the ABS game with with it, so I hit a couple parlays, and then the one that I'll do, the last one I'll mention was I had fifty dollars on will one of the performers at halftime be smoking on stage? Like, will they smoke on stage? And I did that on Bovada, and it was fifty dollars to win four hundred. They told me I lost it. Right? Oh no. I, I got I got no loss. Then the next day there's all this footage leaking out of Snoop Dogg smoking on stage. So I, I want my money back, Bovada. I mean Oh yeah. that's the that's a problem with using an offshore know, thing, which is legal in Colorado. It is legal to use those accounts, yeah. but it's a little bit that, and now I had, and that but now. also I—I I don't know about you guys. Uh, I've used DraftKings usually for my sports betting, and they don't have like any prop bets that I saw at least. No, they don't have any of the fun ones. They have a lot. Of, they have a lot of that the, heads the, tails. The, oh, I also won on heads. Did you? Yeah. Did, did either you they guys? Had, uh, you either you guys get in on the national anthem length? Oh no, yeah, I won that too on yeah, the over. The over every we, time we were hot we were hot. and I uh, I picked Von Miller and Cooper Cup for my two MVP votes or bets, and so I won that yeah. one. Um, I had, Which were solid bets. I feel like in hindsight, why did we not all get on Cooper Cup? At, I think it was like a plus what? I, w- I think it was six or seven to one. It was six. It was like plus yeah. six hundred. And I was trying to it's tell a good everybody, bet, man, because you know if the Rams win, it's because he had a good game. I mean, well, so I tried. To, I come. tried to tell everybody who would listen in my circles that like this is the bet. Like make this bet. And not like I'm a, you know, I, I the, my reasoning was that I felt like they, they, he had MVP consideration for the year. Right now, obviously Aaron Rodgers got the MVP. Everyone knew he wasn't going to get the MVP. So I felt like there would be a little part in this voter's mind that's like, eh, you know, he didn't get MVP. So if he has a good game, we're going to throw him a bone here and get him the the final or the, you know, Super Bowl MVP. But the response – and it was a rational response. Most people came back to me and said, well, that's dumb because if he has a really good game, then Matt Stafford is going to get the MVP. And I'm, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it depends, though. When an offense like is built the way that the Rams are – I mean, that offense runs through him. So if he's putting up 200 yards and a touchdown or two, like he has in so many games, he's getting it, not Stafford with 300 yards and two touchdowns, right? Right, I mean, when a a receiver goes off like that, I think he's getting it. To your point, I do think that plays a little bit, what he did this season and kind of got shafted. I actually think they should have given him the damn MVP award because it – it's an unbelievable season that you've never really seen from a receiver, at least not in a really long time since like the Jerry Rice Jerry days, Rice, right? Yeah. I mean, I think a guy like that deserves it. Yeah, no doubt. So it was a fun man. It was fun. Uh, yeah, we got got hot with some bets. So gotta good. gotta like that. Yeah, right? I'm glad. I'm glad to it hear that. Game it sounds too, like you man. guys got the better end of Vegas. This uh... it was a good game too, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was. A good it, was. Game. it was. I mean, honestly, I was pulling the Bengals the whole time. It was fun. I thought they had it. And then, Matty Ice, man, goes down the field, goes and wins the game. You're gonna call him Matt Ryan's nickname now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it came out, <laughs> and I didn't know out. if you guys were gonna call me on yeah, it or we'll, just let yeah. it go. I was hoping we you definitely guys were just won't cut it. it. Go. We're
1: definitely not gonna cut that. <laughs> <so. No. laughs>
0: it came out. What is his nickname? Does he have a nickname? Uh, staff infection. It's a staff infection. <laughs> I just made that up. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think that's real. Okay, so Doug has your opinion. Clever. Connor, you were, you were a little bold on the side of thinking, and don't let me put words in your mouth if I'm wrong, but I think you kind of gave off last week that you think Stafford's a fringe Hall of Fame type guy. Would yeah, you I've always been a believer in that. Okay. Yep. Uh, does what happened this weekend change that in any direction at all for you? Uh, I mean, now I think that more people will have my opinion. I think there will be others that that ma- that have that whose opinion matters much more than my opinion will now flip the script and maybe. Uh, and frankly, you know. Connor, that's what bugs me about it. I agree with you because now everyone goes, "Oh, he won a championship. Now he's a Hall of Famer." And to me, this one game doesn't change. He didn't have a particularly great game. I don't think he had a terrible game, but he had a very Matt Stafford esque game. In that he had some great plays via that last drive, that he made a couple of great throws, uh, but he also had some bonehead plays and some terrible throws, a of the bad interception in the end zone. That he just chucked up to the Bengals defender. Every Hall of Fame quarterback that exists, and I'm just has saying, my my thought is, is he <laughs> didn't do anything you know special in this game that makes it go from being what you thought before going in to what you think now. He's the same player, the same guy. And in my mind, I still don't I think if we're putting Matthew Stafford in the Hall of Fame, we're about to add a lot of guys into the Hall of Fame that don't necessarily belong. I mean, where where is he? he's got to be top 10 in terms of passing yards and in like touchdowns and I mean, he's got to be right there, dude. Like you know, so I'd be curious. You know, Jared's looking it up right well, now. Well,
1: I'm so. looking at a list of of quarterbacks that Won the uh, won the Super Bowl that are not in the Hall of Fame, and really only a couple jump out to me. So Trent Dilfer, uh, Brad
0: Johnson, and he's no, he's 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 a different level than both those players.
1: Well, yeah, I didn't say so, he wasn't. Yeah. And other than that, you got uh, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, TBD, I suppose. And then there's a couple. If we go way back, I'm trying to. You re, Len Dawson, I think, is in the Hall of Fame. And other than that, that's about it. So I guess to uh, Doug Williams, I also think is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, So,
0: uh, Stafford is 12 on the all-time passing yard leader. I would say... Uh, But let me throw a couple of names right around him, okay, just after him. Uh, Carson Palmer at 15, Vinny Testaverde at 16, Drew Bledsoe 17... Joe Flacco, 19. Two out of three of those are not Super Bowl winners. Well, I guess Yeah, so I guess I, I, I bring and up. I think you're very quickly getting. I mean, we're talking okay, but, from 40,000 okay, to 49,000. Right, is but now you're getting stuff. behind him. Let's go over in front of him. I guess my uh, point. him, you're right. Everyone in front of him, Sands, maybe Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers. Uh, these are guys not in the Hall of Fame right now. Uh, Eli Manning. I, I, and, uh, you know, active guys, yeah. obviously, that aren't eligible yet. To my point. Most of the quarterbacks, with the exception
1: of like four or five, that have won a Hall of Fame, we can agree are not as good. Won a Hall of Fame. Won a Super Bowl. Excuse me, won a Super Bowl, Ah. are not in the Hall of Fame. So I think by winning this, if Stafford can somehow manage to play four or five more years, get himself into the top 10, Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Yeah, like, I think he's just a few years away from going up on that list. And then, and then you're talking about what? The seventh most passing yards all time with a Super Bowl? You're not going to put that So, guy in okay, Hall of so Famers? Matt Ryan. Let's use Matt Ryan as an example then. Okay. Matty Ice. He, Matty, the, the true, true Matty Ice. <laughs> the true one. Let's say go back to 28 3 and the Falcons close out that game.
1: Yes. I already know. He's yes. now a
0: Hall of Famer? Yes. <sighs> yeah, probably. Yeah, is he a Hall of Famer without it? No. He's sitting here, here at way, eight.
1: The same way I would tell you that Matt Stafford is not a Hall of Famer. He's got 10,000 more yards than Matt Stafford. I w- yeah, but that's like two or three seasons in the NFL. Anyways, I say that to say the Super Bowl does so much for credentials regardless of how well you did my, or did not play in the Super Bowl by him winning a Super Bowl. and I think He that, just went up a notch.
0: And, I, and you know what? I know that this it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't really matter. Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick but there is something to be said, too, about the number one overall pick of a draft going on and and doing what they he was drafted to do, right? I mean, it's I, just a d- narrative. I disagree too, totally. Right? You look up and down this list, nobody can tell you who's the number one overall uh, pick you and know who what? isn't. I got, I got something for you here, Jared. Oh. Start of the week. Start of the Start of the week. Start of the week. Boom, baby. Stat of the week's not going to be a Denver stat of the week this week because I got something for you. Well, Super Bowl week. my guys, Super Bowl week. There have been 26 quarterbacks taken number 1 overall. 26 overall. How many would you say have won a Super Bowl? I'm going to say a lot. We're going to go like 18. Oh, no. We'll Survey say, says not 18. We'll say over. We're going to go the uh, the answer is 9. Okay. Nine quarterbacks out of the 26 Taken overall have won a Super Bowl Won a Super Bowl, not just lost one Granted, two of those Seven as a starter, two of them were backups Alright, now I'm going to play a little game with you here I'm going to give you one And you give me the other Okay, well okay. I just looked at a whole list of like the career leaders Okay So, I think so, I might have a leg a up So two quarterbacks have won That were number one overall picks Have won, have won a Super Bowl as a backup One of them David Carr, David. He was the backup for Eli Manning. Huh. Okay, who's the other? Who's the other backup that quarterback that won a Super Bowl? We would all know his name. Tom Brady. No one crazy. Ooh, that's a, that's a really close guess, but not Tom Brady. Oh, Six it's, it's Brown. Oh Jesus! It's Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. There you go. That's it for you. I'm off today. You led us right to it, though. I did. You did. You You were there in the area. Spirit. This is again just like the description of Nick Soper's head right now. He's like he's there. He's happy to be here. Area. I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) So (laughs) so I guess that kind of uh, your answer, Jared, kind of just like negates my entire point now. (laughs) But but, uh, I looked at that and thought like, wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. I would not have expected nine quarterbacks of twenty six overall. You know, twenty six quarterbacks to be taken number one overall. Nine win a Super Bowl. I mean, I guess that's for crazy. me, I look at that in in less of a, a a crazy high number. In that, like, exactly what you just said about Stafford. Like, that's what you drafted the guy to do. Yeah, and you're, you're telling me you have like a third of a chance. Like, you have a thirty three percent chance it. of winning a Super Bowl with that guy if you take him number one overall. That's wild. It's actually me. when you when you honestly like, when you put numbers to it that way, that actually does sound pretty crazy to think about. I got I got one more for you. 1 here. in 1 in 3 chance. And, I think you should uh, if and you're I, one if you're number 1 overall, you might just want to go ahead and draft a quarterback. <laughs> uh, yes. And I, and so I got one more for you on these 26 quarterbacks. Uh there uh, out of those 26, only 4 of them have not played in a playoff game. Started a playoff game. That's it, and I don't have the four names. I do know one of them is Jamarcus Russell. But uh, yeah. but he's one of only four that were taken number 1 overall to not play in the playoffs. But ever. are we also talking like quarterbacks in like their first and second year? Yeah, I mean, because if they like, as long as Trevor, Trevor, they play in Trevor the Lawrence, would he would he fall on that list? Uh he w- uh he, actually, you know what? Yes, he would fall on that list. So there would be two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's two more. I'll have to figure it out who it is. I don't have James I'm, Winston. I'm, I'm slacking. The Jamarcus Winston. Russell
1: one is is the best because you re, you hear that story and I, I'm pretty sure we all have where they were so certain he wasn't watching game film that they sent him a blank <laughs> video <laughs> and asked him what he what they thought of the tape and he's like oh, went through all of it. it was good stuff and it was blank. It so.
0: was bl- Yeah. No, that was great. That's my.
1: That's one of my fi- more but, like the all time <laughs> story of somebody just pissing
0: it all away. Amazing. Man. I mean, but he could throw it 60 yards on a dime from his knees. So. For, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, that was great. And, and actually, one of like when I look back, that's one of the things that always got me into the draft is just watching these so-called experts just get so caught up in their own hype that they're creating, and then these guys just like skyrocket up their boards that don't ever belong. We see it with the quarterbacks year after year going into you know the the end of the the college football season. Everyone's talking about how man, this is a down quarterback class. There may not even be a guy. You know, maybe only one or two guys going in the first. round round. Now, I promise you by the time we get to early April or March, whatever the hell the draft is these days, there will be talk of these guys going top 10. Maybe they don't go but I, I, it just it happens every year. They skyrocket, and, and it just kind of blows me away. These experts that literally just get caught up in it every year, and they can't see it coming. They just can't even see it coming despite themselves. Yeah, well, they do understand that you need a quarterback. And I saw you coming at me on Twitter, by the way. You came at me on Twitter, and I came it at just, you with facts. It really felt so good into my lap uh, to, to see it. And, Connor, I, again, I actually look at Matthew Stafford as a great example of that, that, like, you look at these guys and and people just always equate that like winning a Super Bowl means you had this elite great game. And he you look at his playoffs. They were not special. He did not carry this team. He was on a really, no, no, really no. talented uh-uh. team. Uh-uh. You do not get to take a number one overall pick that is a Hall okay, of Famer. Okay, what about Jimmy opinion. Garoppolo that almost took his team to no, the no. Super Bowl this that year? The number one overall pick and a Hall of Famer. No, almost. He did not take his team to a Super Bowl. You don't get to use a number one overall pick who is a, as you even put it yourself, a potential borderline Hall of Famer. Now, you say you wouldn't put him in, but whatever. You don't get to all of a sudden take that and say, look it, he's not an elite quarterback. What? I don't think he's a elite <laughs> quarterback. I don't think he's a tier one quarterback. I have been saying that. Mm. I do not think he's a fringe Hall of Famer. I don't think he belongs. Okay, so he just goes one overall, and he's 12th all-time in passing, and he wins a. You Super You just Bowl. said yourself, and only you nine out of 27. He, there, there are plenty out. of first overall quarterbacks mm-hmm. that have not been great. Just because you're number one overall quarterback doesn't mean you're going to be great. Always. Yeah, but he has been. He has been. He has a a great career. You could even put, go look at who did he. You you talk about how he's on the all time list, Connor. Every Mm -hmm. single one of these guys, except for Elway and Marino. Played while he did. See, so these are all guys that have been better than him while he's played. He's in an era where his stats are inflated. That's why everyone thinks it's a Go through or. who's better. Who's uh, better? Tom in, Brady, in, Drew and Brees, y- on, Peyton Manning. Know. Okay, so these are better. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't yards. say the list. Don't say the list. <laughs> okay, no, no. So these are <laughs> passing yards, right? Just to clarify. Overall passing all right, yards. Go, yep. go, 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 Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Rivers, Dan Marino, Matt Ryan, okay. Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, John O. Listen, now every single one of those is in the category of elite quarterback and every single one of those I I don't necessarily Bowl, agree with won that won Super either. Bowl except Philip Rivers Matt, was never elite except for Matt Ryan he was elite. Eli Manning was never elite Eli Manning for two playoff runs yeah, was, was elite. elite. He was elite for two playoff runs. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. You just named a whole bunch of guys that are above him that are Hall of Famers, except for maybe And I guess now, as Ryan. I'm looking at this list and in, in what Connor is saying to me, this is literally like he's defining the fringe because everyone <laughs> after him is where you get to this list. It's like, eh. You got a couple of guys there. Warren Moon, Frank Tarkenton, or Ooh, Fran Frank. Tarkenton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's Sorry. about it. I that's resist. that's about it. That's Hall of Famers. Dan Fouts is Fouts a Hall of yeah, Famer? Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, that's about it. Oh, huh. and then one, Joseph Montana, oh, Joe yeah. Montana. Montana's is down that way too. So, uh, I don't know. I, you know, hey, and, these are and, all. And, hey, in I, my... I, I get you on the on the number side of it, but I just don't see it. And I think <laughs> this is what kills me with these games: is you get one quarterback wins this game, and also needs a Hall of Famer. Hater's gonna hate, dude. That's all I gotta say. Hater's gonna hate, Jared. I got a question for you here. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Do you have something else on the scoreboard thing, real quick? Uh, yeah. Nope, nope. We're gonna we're gonna start moving I got, on from I got, here. I got one other thing. Okay. Here. All right. So, how wild is it that you guys heard about Sean McVay and Aaron Donald both pondering retirement right now? Yeah. Do do, do you actually see there's any chance that either of these guys retire? Yes. Yeah. I just think that. A big guy like Aaron Rodgers or Aaron
1: Donald is so, it's just so much work. And you, th- and, you know, these coaches put in 16, 17 hour days. So I can definitely see it. Do I think it will happen? No. But if you were to explain to me
0: his day to day for both of them, I'd be like, yeah, all right, that's too much. Okay. These are both very articulate, smart guys that know football. And they could absolutely get a job as an analyst, either in the booth oh, uh, at a game or, or in, in the. Um, you know, studio, studio, yeah. That's yeah. The well, that's what like. McVeigh's already.
1: They're already saying if McVeigh wants to go into an analyst role, it makes it, sense. Well, he's only thirty
0: six. He could because he wants to be part of his family. I mean, he wants to like the family life. Like that's what he's saying, right? Now, he's saying do he's gonna, I actually think it's going to happen? No. No, I don't. Okay. I, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. I think this is a team. I don't know what the, these contracts look like that for all these guys they just brought in, but if they can kind of do what the Bucks did, and I know the Bucs didn't go end up winning it, but try to keep this together as much as you can, you got a chance to make another run. Yeah,
1: maybe you know? they go like – maybe they run it back and try to repeat, and then if they repeat, he goes uh, – McVeigh. I don't really think Aaron Donald will retire, but um, – I don't know. I
0: he's, he's getting up there. I mean, he's played – what? Nine or ten years. Nine, that's a long career yeah. to have in the yeah, NFL. It's, not, it's, a it's definitely not even unheard of for players to kind of draw a line and be like, hey, you know what? I've done what I wanted to do. I've made enough money. I like for my health reasons. I mean, it's not unheard of. We've seen this happen all over the place. I mean, obviously, the most infamous recent memory is is uh, Andrew Luck, right? Where I mean, essentially, it just says enough's enough. Like I've... I've had enough. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep putting my body on the line because that's a very real thing. All right. Like, how many of these guys do you hear stories of that that talk about their experience and they're like 50, 60 now and having some serious health issues? So, uh, I I could actually, I actually would counter you and say I think Aaron Donald is significantly more likely than Sean McVay to retire. I would, I would say that. Um, But Sean McVay, man, he's so young. If if he wanted to take like a I don't know a, a a fifteen year hiatus. Like he could literally go to the studio for fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years, get his new kids right all the way through their high school, and do the whole family life thing, and then at age fifty he could come back and get a job immediately. You can go John Gruden on him. He he could for sure. I really believe that. Sands so, the emails. So I could. I, yeah, hopefully not with. Hopefully not well, with, and, and, hopefully and everything you've ever emails. heard about Sean McVay is just how intelligent he is. So mm-hmm. I think he's the type of guy that could keep up with the NFL, where a lot of guys like a John Gruden kind of lost it right. being away a little bit. So oh. interesting. I, I will know. see. I just wanted I'm to bring that up because see I thought that, that was fascinating. To me. I I honestly think that's more of guys at the end of a long season, and then especially once they won it. I don't know if they've come out saying anything since they've won it. I know there's some speculation before the game. Our boy uh, Von Miller came out and said something. Uh, they they asked him about Aaron Donald, and this is after he won the Super Bowl, and he said something along the line I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of, Well, I understand the f- sentiment and I understand where he's coming from, uh, but also when you win a Super Bowl, it's contagious. He's like, You you get addicted to that and you want that again. And, you know, Vaughn basically said something like that. You get addicted to it yep. and you want to do it again, so he's Vaughn's kinda like, I don't know if he'll actually walk away from and that. And I'm but. glad you brought up Vaughn. Good for Vaughn. I'm so glad he not only gets yeah, the Super Bowl, yeah. but also played another great game in the Super Bowl. So he did really good. That was, that was cool to see that that worked out for him. Okay, one last thing, Super Bowl related, that I just want to bring up. I don't know if you guys looked at the thing I sent you. It was the Bet MGM as of the uh, 13th, which was, I think, the day after the Super Bowl. Or was that the day of? I don't day know. Of. It doesn't matter. Right after the game, they came out with their line for next year's Super Bowl. Who's going to win next year's Super Bowl? And I'm just going to read to you the uh, top five real quick here, okay? So you got Bills, number one, at plus 750, which I was a little surprised. They're tied with the Chiefs. So a little surprised that they had the Bills at number one there, but uh, I, I think that's a, probably a heavy favorite going into next year with that. Then they have Rams at plus 1100. Bengals at plus 1200, so your two Super Bowl teams. Then you have the Cowboys also at plus 1200, tied with the Bengals there. And then guess who they have at number six? Denver Broncos. Your Denver Uh-ho. Broncos at <laughs> plus 1600. I wonder why that is. Huh. Vegas might be on to something here, guys. <laughs> Either that or they are playing off of the fact that the public already is in a frenzy about this and they're going to see that and put a ton of money on them. I think Vegas might be winning a lot right now. Uh, yeah, it could it's be smart because also that's well, why that they, it's really why they would put like, Cincinnati me. up there. A team that really surprises me is as low as it is is uh, the Seahawks at plus four thousand. Again, kind of maybe banking on the idea that Russell Wilson may not be there uh, in the coming year. May not. I mean, because the Seahawks I might make that bet. I know they weren't very <laughs> good last year, but everyone's. I, at least, in my opinion, I think they're going to bounce back next year. You got to think so with uh, uh, a healthy Russell Wilson and uh, hopefully putting some pieces in there. I don't know. That one really stood out to me. Them at a, a plus four thousand, way down there on the list. And in in dead last, you got the uh, Jets, Texans, and Lions tied at uh, plus. Is that fifteen thousand? Uh-huh. Oh, get in on that's worth ones. two dollars. <laughs> Quite so, uh, a bit. Okay, moving off of. The Super Bowl. And let's just like, hey, can we get a round of applause for like the conclusion of the NFL season? It's over, guys.
1: Also wish I had some sad music. I know. It was a long season with that extra week.
0: Yeah, it really was. Yeah. That wears on you. I can only imagine how Aaron Donald was. Goodbye, my lover. (laughs) Goodbye, my friend whoa, you have been the one <laughs> and Okay. <silent. Yeah. laughs> and, and Hey, he wanted sad music. So I gave him sad music. Yeah, that's hard. It hit the soul. It's okay. a great break. It in hit the, song. the soul. Yeah, broke my heart. It touched my soul. You know, I don't know. I don't Yikes. know that song. James Blunt. <laughs> yeah, I sound just like him. Too. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so lost. I'm sure a little bit in the uh Super Bowl festivities is the uh, NBA trade deadline, which let's stop for a second really. I want to take a step back. The Super Bowl moving back a week screws a lot of stuff up. I mean, like – Conflicts. With, I mean, you got like the Olympics going on mid, you know, you literally went from the Super Bowl right to the Olympics. You got all sorts of things with the NBA trade deadline. You get the the, the NBA and or, excuse me, the NHL all-star weekend and stuff. Everything gets all screwed up and the NFL just doesn't even care. It's just like, yeah, people are going to watch us. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll move back a week. Sounds good. <laughs> but lost in all of that was the NBA trade deadline, which came and went this past Thursday and I did the Nuggets do anything? Did they make any roster moves? Well, they got Bryn Forbes. Time? They got Bryn Forbes. Okay, that I mean, that was a trade. Okay. Uh, but but no, they stood pat after the Bryn Forbes trade. Which I mean, you know, they 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 couldn't find anything that you, you, it, the Nuggets didn't have a ton of of ammunition in terms of what they could trade for. Right? I mean, they they basically they had their twenty twenty seven first round pick. And then they had the two names that were apparently available were Jermichael Green and, uh, man, Nick, who's the other? Facu. Uh Facundo Campazzo. And so I don't believe that either of those guys are going to get you a lot, right? So, so I wasn't expecting any sort of big, splashy move or anything like that. I think you also have to consider where this Nuggets team is at. And yes, they have championship aspirations, certainly, but you're also currently sitting on a roster without a healthy... Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. And yes, you hope that that changes between now and the playoffs, but I think to make any sort of short-term rental and and mortgage any part of your future would be a a silly mistake to make right now. I think if you're bringing somebody in, it would be with the intent of bringing in a smaller contract that fits, that may be able to be there through the next year or so. Yeah, I think so. And I think that they, uh, meaning the the Nuggets, were... You know, I think I think in order to land some of these pieces, like even some of these, I'm not even talking about the James Hardens, right? I'm talking about the, uh, you know, some of the some of the middle lever level guys, like a, I don't know, like a Rodney Hood or a uh, uh, Derek White would, would have been kind of cool. I mean, he's a Colorado. former CU Buff. Yeah, exactly. There's Col- actually Colorado a couple guy. of Buffs that were on the move. Um, I think in order to get just some a lot of these guys out there, uh, teams were. Pr- Probably asking for you know either Zeke Nagy or Bones Highland. I mean, I'm sure that those were kind of the names that were being thrown around, like to you know that's who we want. And I don't think the Nuggets wanted any part of that, to be quite honest. So uh, you know, and I think I, I heard Tim Connolly talk uh, about uh, their decision making in this, and he said, "Hey, we looked at things, we wanted to look at it, but at the end of the day, you know, me and Michael, we we talked and." We decided that, like, how can we how do we know where our team stands until they're fully healthy? You know what I mean? So I think there was that part playing into it, too. Just we want to see we built this team that we thought could be a championship contender and we just have to get them healthy. Otherwise, otherwise, how do we really know what we need beyond that? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I and I, and I want to get to that in a minute regarding kind of this team and being healthy and some of the things that Tim Connolly has actually talked about regarding that. But before we get to that, I actually want to kind of get your guys' thoughts on, I mean, obviously the one big trade that happened with the Sixers and the Nets, but any others that stood out to you guys of kind of trades worth noting that went down this uh, NBA trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, obviously the... Obviously, the big headline one is the James Harden and Ben Simmons swap, right? And um, man, I don't know. I lo- I look at that, and I think the Nets made out pretty nicely. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I mean, I know y- y- you know a lot of people have a lot of hate for Ben Simmons out there, and he clearly doesn't shoot the ball well. He's not a great scorer in in terms of shooting, especially. And his free, he had a really terrible playoff run <laughs> last year, right? I mean, so that. He had a lot of negative hype. And then, and then, of course, he was kind of making a media whirlwind by just sitting out, refusing to play for, for the 76ers. And, um, but you know what? Say what you want about Ben Simmons. I think he could be a fantastic player alongside of Kevin Durant. I mean, I, I really think that he could fit really nicely. So I'm going to throw an analogy out there, and you tell me if I'm, point, uh, if I'm on point with this, is a young Rajon Rondo. But but I feel like Rondo, as he got later in his career, became more of a scorer. But early on in his career, he really wasn't. Yeah, but, but yeah, I still think he was a better shooter, uh, you know. And, and the other thing is Rajon Rondo is an amazing playmaker. I, I mean, I'm not sure Ben Simmons is that level of playmaking in terms of, you know, finding making plays for his teammates. Uh, I, I don't know if Rajon Rondo is as good of an on-ball defender either. But I, I get where you're going with that. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, I I really like that trade for the Nets. <clears throat> um if you're the, the Sixers, I see why you make that trade also. For me, I really liked two uh trades. One was when the Mavericks uh got rid of Porzingis, Chris Dabbs Porzingis, mm-hmm. sent him to the Wizards. Um I like that the Mavericks got Spencer Dinwiddie again, CU, buff. CU buff. Um un, you know, underrated player, tall, lanky. Um Porzingis has just been a huge letdown uh in yeah. regards to just his time with the Mavericks. Or... Yeah.
0: They gave up a lot to get him, did they? They did, not? yeah,
1: they did. Um, and then the other one that I really like personally is that the, the Hornets got uh Montrez Harrell and um, the, uh, yeah, the Hornets got Montrez Harrell, the wizards traded ish Smith essentially uh, and some other stuff to make the, the salary cap match. But Montrez Harrell underrated player uh, didn't really fit with the Lakers when <clears throat> they won the championship. So they got traded, they traded him. So I, I really like those two picks. Uh, I, I do like that. The nuggets didn't really do much. Like Connor said, What I think that speaks to is more of how they feel about MPJ coming back this season.
0: Hmm. What did you guys think about – oh, go ahead, Connor. No, go ahead. Uh, The Trailblazers kind of blowing it up, yet keeping Dame Lillard.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it a a rebuild. More I'd call it like a retooling. Obviously, Dame Lillard's your guy. I feel like if – they obviously had some certainty from – Lillard that he was going to stay, and, and I'm not saying he gave the green light, but certainly it appears as though he yeah. kind of knew. So,
0: yeah, I mean they're going to have uh, they're now going to have the cap space to next year go out and try and get you know, and they a, also a got name. quite a few picks as well, right? Through the course of this, I know I see a couple. I think they, of got, a, they, got, I think a, they got a couple yeah, picks. I think a, they're pretty protected. A first round, two two second. They got rounders. two seconds. Yeah, and some a first. protected. Yeah, so so I he don't never know. he'll they'll see him in like five years. Yeah. I think you know honestly, it's it's them just kind of going a different route. I don't know it's not it's you know they Cj McCollum is kind of getting he's he's had a less effective year than he than he has had. He's not playing as well. he's still a good player, but I think they kind of tried out this uh, you know this this formula where they have two guards who are are sharp shooting guards and they just didn't have enough defense to win games, you know I mean, um, it, it just didn't work out. I think it was just a failed experiment. And so, uh, I believe they're going to try and go out and get somebody for him and, and, you know, probably next year. We'll see. I, a I do game. like
1: that trade for the Pelicans though. If, if Zion can come back and be any good, uh, they've got him, Brandon Ingram. I, I think that's a, a pretty solid team. Just they got to figure out a way to make a mesh. So
0: yeah, the other one that I thought was interesting, if I can find it here just so I can yeah, here we go. Uh, the other one I thought was really interesting was the the Kings uh, trade with the Pacers, where the Pacers got Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Hield and Tristan Thompson, and then the Kings got the big one was Demontis Sabonis, and then they got Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb. But I thought that was an interesting one. Halliburton is what, a, a second year player? I hated. I hated that trade for the Kings. Yeah, I, I, it was. It's really interesting to me. I mean, I I could see Halliburton having. I mean, he's 21 years old, I believe. Like, I could see him having such a higher ceiling than Sabonis. I like Sabonis. Sabonis is nice. Uh, I just, I don't see, I don't see that being a good move for the Kings, to be quite honest with you. But uh, so, I don't know. That, that was it. Was interesting to kind of you, look you guys around. missed what I think is the one of the biggest trades that went down, which is between the Celtics and the Magic. Bol Bol AJ Dozier, couple picks and cash.
1: Whatever gets bulbul playing time. (laughs) Obviously, they see enough in practice, but I don't know.
0: Essentially, just a cap space move. Yeah, exactly what it was. But I thought it was interesting now that the uh, Magic have so many former Nuggets on their team. You know, uh, it is. There is one. There's one last one I thought that was interesting to mention. Uh, So a former Nugget was on the move, Torrey Craig, uh, who went to the Suns. And the Suns traded away Jalen Smith, who I believe was their, like, 10th overall pick it's top 10 yeah yeah, top 10 overall pick a couple of years ago and uh just hasn't really panned out for him he has a lot of talent he, he's a, uh you know he's a big guy and um they, they you know they, they already have a you know a front court that just he didn't have enough playing time he just wasn't playing he was kind of out of their rotation and so i thought it was interesting because he definitely has some upside in my opinion i was actually i mentioned it a couple episodes ago here i, I was wondering if the nuggets might have some interest in a guy like that but you know, did not. So yeah, we'll see. A good trade deadline. Nuggets did nothing though. So <laughs> sometimes that's the best moves. Yeah. It's good.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I mean, like I said, I think it speaks more to the Nuggets not doing anything long term for kind of how they feel that the, the stretch run will be. So
0: Nuggets playing good though. Nuggets playing well. Nuggets, yeah. Nuggets won four of their last five. Uh, in Forbes been playing really good for the Nuggets. He's he's uh, starting to make shots. He's I think he is 47% from the three so far with with the Nuggets. So really giving them another option to shoot off the bench which definitely you know, they definitely desperately needed and um, and, yeah, and then, hey, Boogie Cousins, too, uh, had a really yeah, good game. Yeah, you were right about that, Connor. I yeah, had, had a good game, and, and I'm, I'm thinking I might end up being correct in, in my original sign. prediction that we're going to sign him.
1: Unfortunately, it appears that way, doesn't
0: it? <laughs> you don't, you're not a fan, huh? <laughs>
1: he's all right. He, he's been playing good. I can't hate on him. He's been playing really well, so. It's I mean, gonna, it's going to be your Will Barton. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't even know why. I just don't like him. <laughs> He's just so fiery. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just, it's too much energy. So
0: he, he is a, a big personality. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, if you listen to Michael Malone, talk a little bit about DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, that's one of the things that Michael Malone has been really big on him for is he brings this element to our team. We have, he, he said, I'm paraphrasing again, but Michael Malone said something along the lines of, we have a, uh, a lot of guys who are not necessarily very loud personalities. We have a lot of guys who are who are quiet leaders and a little bit, you know, quieter personalities. We needed somebody in here that you know, that's just as big if not bigger than the on-court advantages just having somebody come in here that is a brash personality and and you know, he's going to shove back and he's going to he's going to you know, you know, but I have before on this show when we got uh, uh, Gordon, I mentioned that uh, he could be that Kenyon Martin type presence, but I think maybe Boogie Cousins is the <laughs> true Kenyon Martin presence. You yeah, know? he's yeah. that kind of rough rider in the room. You know, he is, he is, and uh, you know, obviously the Nuggets are seven and zero in games that he has played. I mean. Granted, I'm not saying that Boogie Cousins is the—he's uh, not the answer to an undefeated season over here. But uh, they've we're obviously- going to a championship <laughs> as long as we got Boogie Cousins, and so they did sign him to a full contract now. No, correct? it's or just uh, another he's ten his, day. He's on his last ten day, and then they will have to sign him. Um, and all signs are at this point that they're going to make that happen. Since I, they did not make him move, it depends
1: on what they do with that with MPJ. It essentially comes down to. How that if they feel like he can help them make the run because I think that's the whole point of that disabled player exception is to be able to sign Boogie Cousins. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's the idea, Connor.
0: It could be, but they could also make a move to like they could just move somebody away from their their roster too. I mean, you know, you you could see somebody like you could see something like a like Faku getting cut or you know getting his by getting a buyout or something. Um, you could also see
1: Faku's been tough to watch. I'm just gonna say it.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I think the other thing that it, uh, that comes into play when you're deciding whether you're going to sign Boogie Cousins or not is going to be the buyout market and what the buyout market looks like. And once these teams, there's a whole new wave of players that'll be bought out of their contracts that'll be available to sign. And so I think it'll, I, you know, it'll somewhat depend on if the Nuggets also look at that buyout market and think there's anybody there that can help them. Right? I feel like basketball is so weird with all their trade deadline stuff and. All their extra. I was weird it is baseball. I was about to say I feel that way about
1: <laughs> the last couple of weeks of baseball when all these extra rules come into play.
0: Oh, you got the Rule Five Draft, and you got <laughs> the. I mean, yeah, baseball is baseball is nuts, man. I I'm a huge fan of baseball, and I consider myself pretty well versed in terms of what's going on in the baseball world. And I swear there's still these like random rules and things in terms of like roster construction that. I don't know how anybody knows all these things. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure there are people out there. That's why. I think that's why baseball does it, is because they know that nobody's (laughs) smart enough to keep up with it. But you guys mentioned a couple things related to the Nuggets that I want to get to. Before we do that, I always want to make sure to throw out to our friends at Woos Media. We are a Wooz Media podcast. If you guys want to check out other Woos Media shows, they have all sorts of different stuff related to college football, uh, pro betting, anything like that. Uh, You can find them on whatever player you're on. Just go type in Wooz Media, that's W-O-O-Z-E Media. All their shows will come up, or you can find them at woosmedia.com. So you guys both mentioned a couple of things there related to the Nuggets that I want to touch on. And you brought up Soap's Faku and his performance lately. And anytime I'm on social media looking at anything Nuggets related, all you ever see is people complain about the... Uh, rotation yeah, the usage who's who's starting games who's finishing games and Faku seems to kind of be one of the common denominators Weird. that is always a problem. Well, you got uh you know, Faku obviously is a national like Treasure. legend. I mean, I mean really really truly and that's taking I, I I'm giving him all his due credit here. Like Faku has been a an incredible figure for Argentina, you know, I mean, he is, I mean, truly like the guy's a freaking legend over there. Right. And so you do see on Twitter, like waves of, you know, Argentinians who are, are coming out to support Faku because he's been their guy for so long, you know? Um, and then he's also, you know, he kind of plays with, I've, I've said it many times, like I really like him, right? I really like Faku, and it doesn't mean I think he should play. It doesn't mean I think he's a great NBA player. I just like him. A like likeable that. Is the, guy. Guy. He's I a like guy. I like the guy. That's I the like politest Faku. form
1: of backing away from your opinion <laughs> that you could ever have, Connor.
0: Oh, you think That's so? That's very polite. Well, no, I've I have never, and we can even you can rewind this show back. I have never once said that Faku should be playing good big minutes in the NBA. I have actually, on the contrary, since day one, said that this guy is like a 10, 15 minute, a game type of NBA player that we have playing 30 minutes. I don't so want to, I don't want to call lie.
1: Connor out, but I do believe maybe it was last year, him saying something about six man of the year. I don't believe so.
0: I don't think we're, you know, well, we'll, so. we'll better have to start digging. We'll I have should, to take a look Better yeah. dig because that's all a legend. Uh, okay. That's all here's Fine. Fine. Uh, all right. Hey, look, Faku has dropped out of the rotation. That's known as the legend of Faku Composite. <laughs> yes, F- 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 Faku has dropped out of the rotation. So you mentioned his play lately. He has gotten in the last few games, and that's because Monte Morris is still dealing with a concussion. He has a concussion, and so he's not playing. Enter Faku. But uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Bones essentially, you know, took over Faku's role as the backup point guard on this team. And I anticipate that nothing has changed here in these last three games. I mean. Fakus, He's he's played okay. I mean, he's not great. He gets he's too he's too short. He gets burned on defense. Um, he, I mean, he's he's really aggressive and he's a really good passer. He's a, he's a fantastic passer. He, dare I even say elite
1: passer? Oh yeah, I dare you for sure. Um, you should dared, definitely dare to, to consider saying. That.
0: Uh, but 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 his shortfalls are just too much. I mean, he's too he's too short to play any kind of good defense. He cannot but shoot. But he tries so hard out there yeah. on defense. He's kind of like the like a like a small Eduardo Nahara. Yes, I've yes. always thought that. Yeah. Uh, but but Eddie Eddie was fun. Yeah, he, he has a lot of shortcomings, man, and and I don't I don't think that anything in these last 3 games is is made me think otherwise in terms of I I don't I do not believe Faku is in the Nuggets rotation as soon as Monte Morris is back. And especially if if uh, Jamal Murray comes back. I mean, then you're talking maybe even bones falling out a lot right now, you know? So I know Tim Connolly has come out saying publicly that he expects both Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. to be cleared to play in the quote unquote not too distant future. Wow, in other news, the sun will rise in so, the East and set in the West. Is that a sign that we're talking before the playoffs? Are we expecting anything for those two guys to be back. I mean, I know Murray, we've kind of been thinking April 1st. Are we actually thinking that Michael Porter Jr. may be lacing them up again for the Nuggets this year? I think it's possible. He's, uh, so, so word on the street is that, uh, is that both of them will be cleared this year medically. like Medically, like medically. Yeah. And that's yes. a difference they, between whether they're playing, whether whether they're playing they're or cleared. not. But they will be cleared to play basketball this year. Both of them. Um, now, the Nuggets have been very adamant and and especially Michael Malone leading in terms of you know at least publicly leading the charge and just saying these two will not have any pressure whatsoever not from our organization at all not from ownership not from GM but I'm going to counter from- you there though I'm play a little bit of devil's advocate because this is one of my biggest fears with these two coming back from this injury or injuries uh, is by them coming out publicly in several different things saying yeah they're going to be ready to go soon they're going to be cleared and this you mean uh, leaking it because yeah, Tim Connolly wasn't really publicly saying this year. He did not you're publicly right, say you're this right, year. You're right. But everything they're putting out there is kind of giving you indications this is happening. That puts an automatic pressure on these guys, in, especially a guy like Michael Porter Jr., who has done nothing to earn this big contract that he got, which is why he was playing Hurt to begin with. Eh, and I think... Done nothing to earn. Nothing okay has done nothing since okay I should, that, that was that was poorly phrased. since earning the big since contract. earning there, there you go okay, gotcha. it. and I just think you put a lot of pressure on guys that see a team that's what I mean what are they fourth right now in in the the West or fifth sixth sixth okay sixth. they're right there though okay in the mix there that all of a sudden he's seeing that going man if we could be back healthy then we can go win and, I, and that pressure automatically is on you now yeah I, I Look, there's going to be a little. I mean, you're right. There's there's external factors that are going to put pressure on the situation. Uh, but I do believe Michael Malone. He says that you know, from internally the organization, like they're not trying to rush these guys back. And and I think I think we will. I, I really do. I believe it's very likely that we see Jamal Murray this year. I really do believe that. I think Michael Porter's a little more iffy. Uh, you know I've said previously with backs, they're just. It's a little trickier, right? I mean, he's coming off his, what, third betting, back man, surgery? Which I know you are. Are you <laughs> betting on MPJ playing this season? Ah, uh, Man, if I got, like, plus 250, <laughs> then yes. Uh, I, I think I did see – so there's a video floating out there uh, on Twitter from – Yesterday's game, uh, he came out and it was uh, I think it was Harrison Wind on, on Twitter posted this. He he videotaped him. It was his say It was Michael Porter Jr.'s second workout of of the day for pregame, and in the video you see him you know shooting and then curling around, coming through and jumping for a dunk. So. Clearly, he's now left because for, for so many weeks, it was he was out there, right? But they didn't want him jumping at all. Like he, he was able to shoot, but just kind of like, you know, like how I would shoot a jump shot, you know, like no air at all. On except the jump for You're shot. trying to get up there <laughs> <laughs> except yeah. that's Max jump. Attempt. <laughs> yeah, except for that's my, my best uh, leap. So I don't know if I can get off the ground without like actually lifting <laughs> actively lifting my legs. <laughs> if I just jump, I don't even know if I get off the ground. Oh, I'm not I, sure anymore. No, you and me both, brother. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think it's I, I, w- I would put MPJ at like 40% coming back. Like, I, I'm not I'm not prepared to to say I'm really confident that MPJ is coming back. I'm it, really not. It just does feel like it's trending in a direction where that's going to be a reality. And, and I think I'm like one of the few people in Nuggets Nation that doesn't want to see that. I know, I you're, like, you're always of the stamp. You were always of the viewpoint. You're if you're nothing if but consistent for this particular viewpoint in that you always want someone who's injured to just like sit out the rest of the year. I like, look long term. It's if, all if, about if you the long term. Through ten months, like Jared doesn't want you coming back for the last two months, even if you're fully healthy ready to go. Jared just wants you just like taking the extra cautious route. I absolutely do. <laughs> I mean, this is your franchise right there. I mean, that's this is your franchise, but this is also one of Nikola Jokic's peak years, and you can't really afford to be wasting those years. And if they go win a championship, then you can say, I told you so. But the, my my fear is, is if I get to say, I told you so, because that means he re injures this thing through the process. And that's not good. But see, if he does, I, I have enough trust in the nuggets you know medical staff I where think it's, he, not, it's not I because- think you put blind faith in these medical staffs a lot of this comes down to how he feels in his body and they have to judge what they recommend based on what Michael Porter Jr who is what 24 years old or whatever he is has this big contract and sees the opportunity to go in a championship this year you don't think he might fudge a little bit how he's feeling you know a lot of that is yeah i can do this i can handle it you're convincing yourself as much as you are the doctors and anyone else
1: yeah, it's. I, I could see MPJ playing sometime towards the end of the season, really ramping up for a playoff run. I don't really see how he plays anything earlier than that. It's too hard to say. Obviously, I think for for them, if they're saying he can't jump, I think it's more of the impact coming off screens, being able to cut quickly. Uh, I, I think it's less about you know, hey, he had a line drive dunk. So,
0: right, right, and I'll, and and he can't jump now, which is it's a good sign. It's a good sign, right? It's not a bad thing. Moving in the right direction. Yes, we <laughs> like to see him getting better. I'm just I'm just fa- I will be fascinated if they do both come back what that rotation looks like. I mean, I I know I've said it a couple times on the show, but like I look at this roster and it's just really interesting because somebody man, when Jamal Murray comes back, I mean, you could very you could definitely see someone like a Bones Highland fall completely out of the rotation for the playoffs and like I do not think fans are going to like that. <laughs> I don't think people out there are going to appreciate that, but I could see it happening. I, in fact, I think you're you picked a good guy because I think that's absolutely what you're going to see in a situation like that because he's the inexperienced guy and we all know how Michael Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> Michael Malone is. Yeah, I know exactly. So I don't know. If it was just Mike Malone, it's so much easier to say. It's so much easier. Yeah, you know what's funny too is some of his players call him Mike in interviews. So I don't know. Next time he next time he says that, maybe we should just point to like Nicola saying, Hey, he calls you Mike. Yeah, yeah but you're not in the circle, You're not, way. His you're not yeah, you're not you his don't friend. know him, Connor. Mm, you're right. I don't know him like that. Yeah. He's Michael to you, Mr. Malone, Mr. Malone.
1: So I don't know. It's one of those things, Connor, where I just feel like as the nuggets continue to get healthy, we start to see where that shakes out, who's playing well going into that stretch run. So it's just kind of something that, you know, I've said
0: this several times, but it's way too early. It is. It's definitely a topic I want to hit in the coming weeks. What this rotation looks like as we hopefully get to see some of our superstars coming back for the nuggets uh thanks for joining us make sure you guys tune in every week you can always find us on twitter as well at red rock sports one for connor and nick i'm jared thanks for tuning in